You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central show is brought to you by Suckle Busters. You can find them at sucklebusters.com. Also by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by the Chops Power Injector System. The 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA. Find them at barbecuekansascity.com. And by Butcher Barbecue. From injections to rubs to sauces, always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills, visit them at pelletcooker.com or cookshack.com, or call them 800-423-0698. And by Mangrate. Use code BBQCEN for 25% off your purchase at mangrate.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. Find out more at kcbs.us slash samstour. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. And by iGrill, the Bluetooth grilling thermometer that allows you to monitor temperatures from 150 feet away. Use promo code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase at iDevicesInc.com. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, what? Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening and welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, I'm more than happy to have you. You can do it by calling a number, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything that you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. And evidently, let me just say this, and thank goodness, and I'm saying it with peace and love, the... Issues that we were having with 
the newsletter over the last, man, it had to have been month or two or three, to the point where I wasn't getting my own newsletter because I send the newsletter to myself and then I copy and paste and put that in my update on the blog, blah, blah, blah. But I all of a sudden, I wasn't getting my own newsletter. Patently ridiculous. So, of course, I had to figure out exactly what was going on. And I'm not sure. I didn't do anything specifically. I had reached out to a couple people at the iContact.com website. And last week, I'd sent a test run, or I think uh, Thursday. Well, not last week, but the week before that. On a Wednesday, and all of a sudden, everything started coming through. It was through again this week, so... Uh, if you have not been getting the newsletter, if you could tell me all of a sudden, hey, I just noticed that in my inbox today around 4 o'clock it showed back up. So things seem to be off and running again in that regard. Very excited about that. So sign up for the newsletter at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com off in the right-hand corner. And uh, you can be heads up around 4 o'clock or 1600, as we say, in the aviation biz little scoop before everybody else gets to tune into the show live and see what's happening. All right, uh, 14 past this coming hour. We continue on with the Pit Builders segments. None other than world-renowned Pit Builder. From Texas, Rich Robin, Gator Pits, in at 914. Then at 5, we'll go a little competition barbecue on that ass. West Coaster, Green Mountain Grill sponsored or working for Green Mountain Grill. Travels a lot. Good guy. Watching him a lot on the Periscope. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with Periscope right now, but it's a tool that a lot of people are really getting use out of right now. It can be used in a lot of good ways. Nevertheless, I digress. Andy Allen, Rooftop Barbecue Pitmaster, joins us. Talk about his season. Then we'll move to the second hour where we will find... The very first installment of a brainchild that has actually been in the mix in some form or fashion for about two years, maybe three years now. And I think we have we, we have an initial offering, let's just say, and by we I mean me. But I have an initial offering at 1014, tentatively named The Smoker's Pit. And what we're going to do, or what I have done, is secured three individuals. Clint Cantwell from Smokin' to I. Chris Gove, uh, Grove, sorry, I worked with a Chris Gove. Different life. Chris Grove nibbled me this, and Doug Scheiding, embedded Texas correspondent, will all be joining me via Skype to... And So here's what it is. I haven't, I'm not sure if it's going to be like a revolving door, or if I can get one stable of three folks to commit to once a month, something along those lines. Let me see here. What's going on? All right. Sorry. Um, So it could be a revolving panel, but we got to commit to once a month, and we're going to just talk. Each participant on the dais is bringing a topic to the show. And they will be able to get their topic off. And then we're going to go around the panel and see, do we have a supportive point to be made by somebody else? Or do we have a contradictory point that's going to be made by somebody else? Make a little fun. Open it up for a little point counterpoint, if you will. 
So the first installment is coming tonight, The Smoker's Pit, at 10.14 this evening. And then uh, helping me close out the show tonight, the newest sponsor of the show, Tiffany Thompson of Mangrate.com. So very excited about that. So there you have it. Rich Robin, Andy Allen, The Smoker's Pit, a potential new monthly segment of the show, and Tiffany Thompson of Mangrate. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Don't forget, uh, you can find this show audibly on my website. You can find it videoly or visually on OutdoorCookingChannel.com or Roku because you can go to their app store and download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app. And if you go to my main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com, you'll notice states, uh, small visually, however, uh, very uh, extent. What the hell? Damn cat. Um, extensive uh, back-end work. And I don't mean that in any other way than IT. So a proper thank you goes out to Hot Grill on Grills Action's own Matt Frampton for helping me out with that task. So we have a brand new Listen Live button for the audio stream. It will kick you immediately over to the TuneIn.com page for my show. And to that end... You will always have a live stream option. The three that I had evidently became outdated. I didn't really know that until I just started tooling through there one day and realized a real player doesn't work anymore in Chrome, and neither did uh, Windows Media, neither did QuickTime. Oh, you got to be kidding me with this cat. See this cat? He's going to die. So we've modified it a little bit. We've taken out the now playing situation, which constantly needed updated it was quite a mess and made it a little bit more fresh looking took out the rotating same four pictures that had been up there for seven years all that good stuff so now you know a little fresher a little simpler so hopefully you like it let me know head on over there see what you like see what you don't like lend me a hand if you could next up uh, two weeks ago last week maybe i'll get into where i was at the top of the second hour but obviously there was no show last week and the week before that, when there was a show, I was raving, raving about Sucklebuster's peach barbecue sauce. Here's the good news, folks. If you've tried it since we last aired live, you'll be happy and you love it like me, you'll be happy to know they do have it in the one gallon buckets. There it is the spicy peach barbecue sauce. Uh, thanks to Dan Arnold. Now, keep in mind, as I do say, and I think a lot of people think I'm full of it, this is, uh, you know, that's it was on my dime. Uh, you know, Dan didn't send me two gallons of free barbecue sauce. Would I have taken that? Uh, yeah, because you know rule three of the show. If it's free, it's me. But as I say, look. If, it's, if your stuff is good and you sponsor the show, I don't have any problem buying it. Ask all of the sponsors of the show. I buy my stuff. Sometimes people demand. If you demand to send me free stuff, you know I'm not going to say no. But I will go out of my way to buy it and not be stupid and drop hints like, oh, please give me free stuff. I mean, that's weak. So I went out and purchased two gallons of the spicy peach barbecue sauce, which... 
I am now making part of my homemade barbecue sauce recipe. It was free shipping, and I believe they have free shipping still going on. So the two gallons was like 69 bucks, and there was no shipping on that. Fabulous price. Great price. Very happy about that. So check it out. If you're looking for a unique sauce, I can't speak highly enough or well enough or good enough or bestester enough about the spicy peach barbecue sauce. And Dan isn't telling me to say that. I mean, he wants me to push the, the honey barbecue glaze, all that stuff. I'm telling you, this peach barbecue sauce may be, I don't want to overstep my boundaries, but it may be life-changing to a certain degree. All right, Rich Robin coming out of the break. Folks, let me talk to you quickly about CHOP's Power Injector System, the National Barbecue Association 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Patent-pending technology. Not two, not one, but four needles evenly spaced at perfect distances for even injecting. Also comes with three plug screws so you can use fewer needles to get around those bones. It's versatility, folks. Let me break it down a little bit. The number one seller is the half-gallon CHOP's Power Injector System designed for competitions or to pump up the backyard warrior like me. They are easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. If you just have a brisket or a pork butt, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. Trust me, I know because I did it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector for $100 plus the shipping anywhere. Then you have the one-gallon CHOPS power injector system designed for the catering and bigger jobs. It holds double the amount of the half-gallon system, obviously. Use it in competitions like when you're cooking MBN or whole hog or 10 shoulders just to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120-plus shipping anywhere. The newest one is the CHOPS full power injector system. It's electric and is the commercial and competition big daddy. This is not a holding tank, folks, but imagine this, a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. That's right, from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was designed originally for Chef Rob at one of the best barbecue restaurants in Kansas City. He has said time and time again that with the use of the Chopsville Power Injector System, his briskets are now better than ever. comes with a metal needle adapter, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch 12-gauge needles, 2-inch 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, three plug screws, and a needle protector for $325 plus shipping anywhere. A number of top pitmasters, not only in the country, but in the world, are using the CHOPS power injector systems every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Because here's the thing. We live in a foodie world now, right? Central Lights, that's right. Flavor in every bite. This is how you do it, fast. It's not just for meat. How about alcohol-infused fruit or what have you? Come on, alcoholics. You know what I'm talking about. You got the accessories if you want them as well. If you need to shoot the ground spices or you're worried about shooting fatty meats and having that needle plug up, Dan Uladal will have you covered with everything that you're looking to get accomplished. All you have to do is visit their website, Barbecue Kansas City. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com. And then go from there. If you have any questions or concerns, get a hold of Dan. He will make sure that he... Get you exactly what you need. CHOP's Power Injector System gives your barbecue some power. I can't wait to use my again uh, Monday, I believe. We'll fire up the Big Lang and get some injected meat from the CHOP's Power Injector System. All right, uh, Rich Robin coming out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is being brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, half a mil in cash to be won. Next stop is this Saturday, September 5th. September 5th! (laughs) In Richmond, Virginia. This is a regional final event that will send the top teams this time to Bentonville, Arkansas for the national final on October 10th. To find out more about Sam's Club Barbecue Series, check the results. Or to potentially register your team to still compete, because there might be spaces for that, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour. That's uh, kcbs.us slash samstour. All right. Keeping up with the weeks and weeks of uh, pit talk here on this show, let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome in the owner of Gator Pit, Rich Robin joining us here on the show. Richie, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Rich. I always appreciate you making time for the show. And uh, I guess before we get started tonight, Rich, you know what? Let me let me give you a quick call back. I'm getting a little uh, feedback in my ear. I'll call you okay. right back. Okay, thanks. You got- I don't know if anybody else was catching that, but, you know, every once in a while, Skype likes to make it all funny-like. So let's make sure we... Here. All right. Is that better? Yeah, way better. Appreciate that. Oh, good. All right, so if we could, uh, maybe a little background about yourself. I know you haven't always, I mean, I'm sure you've always been a a guy that likes barbecue, but that hasn't always been your business. So, you know, quick uh, intro on you and your background and kind of how you got into the whole pit building scene. All right. Uh, I started uh, back in high school when I was in Future Farmers of America, FFA, and I was welding for four years while I was in high school. And during those four years, I was actually building barbecue pits that we were selling to raise money for the program. And after uh, I graduated high school in 84, I went to college and uh, graduated with a bachelor's degree from there. I started my company, Gator Pit, in the early 90s, and we've been in business building pits since then. That's that's the short version of it. Rich, I'm going to go on a uh, wildly divergent section here, maybe not for you, but for the folks listening who probably would never anticipate me asking this question. Do you think that welding is kind of a dying art form because as someone who has been in the heavy-duty transportation industry for a lot of years, working especially for some trailer people who do a ton of welding, that really seems to be, and I think it's an art. I mean, you get a guy that can do a nice tight weld that isn't, you know, banging or grinding down. You got somebody you want to keep there. So, you know, just overall, do you see that as a an, an industry that really still needs to have the true professional behind it? Yes, it does. Custom welding and, and fabrication. I like to call our, uh, my welders and myself as uh, uh, fabricators, not welders. I like to refer to them as fabricators because there's a difference between a fabricator and a welder. To me, a welder simply just welds. A fabricator actually, actually has to sit there and design and think about what he's doing at the time he's doing it and what the outcome or the consequences of what he's doing at that time is, is going to be. And that comes into building and designing. And, and to me, there is a difference, and that's what we do at Gator Pit is we design and we build. So my guys and myself, we have to sit down, draw out, look at what we're fixing to do, what we're building for our customers, and, 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 and really put some thought into it. Um, so to me, there's a difference between a fabricator and a welder. 
Rich Robin. Um, yeah, go ahead, Rich. No, that, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, to me, that's the difference. My guys are fabricators. They're not, I don't refer to them as welders. Uh, it, it takes a little more artistic work, uh, a little more thought into what you're doing when you're taking a raw piece of steel and turning that into a finished product as opposed to just, uh, and I don't mean insulting welders out there, guys, so I don't think it's wrong, please, as opposed to welding or butt, butt uh, welding, fillet welding uh, 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 two pieces of pipe ends together and planting that into the ground. There's a big difference in building something out of steel and, and, and having a finished product as it is to simply just running a bead and putting uh, two joints together. Rich Robin joining me here on the show, owner of Gator Pit, the website, by the way, if you want to check out some of his uh, offerings, GatorPit.net, GatorPit.net. So, Rich, I mean, you look at barbecue pits, and when you started getting into it, as you said, early 90s, uh, in Texas, you know, a little different, I guess, for the people that are, you know, new to the show or kind of into the the, the novice scene of uh, barbecue pits. You know, Texas is synonymously... Uh, synonymously known for the offset style or the, or the stick burners. Certainly, uh, there's manufacturers out there that will go in a different direction, but I, I would still say, by and large, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you see a lot of offsets uh, out in that part of the country. So, were there any other styles that you were thinking about when you got into it initially, or was it always going to be an offset for you as far as flagship style products? Well, we started out with your traditional offset. And that is your offset firebox left or right of the main smoking chamber. Uh, your heat transfers in from one side, goes into the main chamber, and exits the other. Um, as you mentioned, Greg, there were there are other designs that came into play years back, being the insulated cookers. You have the vertical boxes, the cabinet-type smokers with the fires built down below. Everything goes up. It's usually diffused. Or heat, the heat's diffused by a water pan uh, or some other type of deflector plate that uh, cuts that heat down so you're not directly grilling, so to speak. And those became popular, at least as far as, in my opinion, they were popular for quite a few years uh, uh, over the last 10 years. And there, there's companies that were really known for, for those that started that type of, of, of product uh, or cooker. And, but when it comes down to it, I think it was trendy. And, they, and, and, and a lot of the competition cookers and a lot of the backyard cookers and even the restaurants are still going with the offset-style smoker. It really, truly does turn out true smoked barbecue, and, and it's not that you can't get that out of the cabinet-style smokers or, or a vertical-type smoker, but it, it also comes down to the, the role of, of tending a fire, watching a smoker in the backyard, uh, uh, guests at a restaurant that are, that are walking to a restaurant seeing a smoker with offset, uh, the fire, it, it's a show, and people like the look of the, of the offset smokers. I mean, that's what everybody's used to seeing for, for way back when. And that is still true today. And we sell more of our offset smokers by far. I mean, there's a huge difference between the number or, or percentages of offset smokers that, that Gator Pit makes compared to the insulated or cabinet style or vertical type smokers with the firebox down below, or even a vertical smoker with just an offset firebox. People still love that offset horizontal. And, and I don't think that's ever going to change. The flavor comes from, obviously, you have the live fire that's happening in the, in the firebox, but just kind of getting that whole, uh, whether you call it an art, whether you call it a science, but you get that draft going and the wood and the heat, and it's all just kind of doing it at, the, at that right pace. The, in, no matter what you else you're using, the pellets, 
or as uh, as you said, the vault styles uh, or whatever else is out there anymore these days because there seems to be more and more cookers. Uh, you know, those two or three things can really set one style of barbecue apart from another depending on that cooker. It is. It's the low and slow. And when, when, for the majority of the folks that think about barbecue or smoked meat, they, they think low and slow. And low and slow is around 225 at the high end, 275. And most of the other cookers, uh, they're set up to where you can do over 275, 300, 350, even 425. You mentioned the pellet cookers. Those things are thermostatically controlled with fans. Those things, you can set them high. They get up there and they, they cook hot, really hot. A lot of your vertical cabinet-style smokers, uh, the insulated cookers, they're designed, for the most part, to cook hot and fast. That's 300 degrees and up. Again, if you want the low and slow, you really need to look at the true offset smokers and, and look at those that, that, that are like what we have and where you have the firebox on one end and it's, it's, the heat comes into the, to, from the firebox and into the main chamber and exits the opposite side uh, of, of the, the, the main chamber. Now, there's, a, there's designs that, that come into play, too. You've got tuning plates, reverse flow, but every, those are still offset smokers. Rich Robin joining us here on the show, owner of Gator Pit. Again, that website while we're talking, GatorPit.net. As far as models that you offer, Rich, and I know, especially with your style of pit uh, and the offsets, customization is almost hand-in-hand when you're ordering these things. So do you have, you know, like a, a number of, like, stock models that you present to people and they go ahead and go crazy from there? Or, or do you sell a lot of, you know, traditional stock Gator Pit pits and then you know you have a, a certain percentage that you know might go ahead off the blueprint and, and make their own stuff well right now and this is going to sound crazy we have well over 200 gator pits on order right now wow on the books on any given day we have at least 200 pits that are on order that day and that fluctuates each day but we average 200 new customers on order for the day we don't have anything in stock when you've got that many people ordering that many pits we can't stock them that fast so right now you got a you got a lead time you got a waiting list for our, our Gator Pit smokers. Um, the website at GatorPit.net you can go there and you can choose my designs that I have that I've developed and designed over the past 20, 20 plus years. Uh, and then below below those photos of those models, there are options down there that you can choose. I put on the website the most common popular options that over the years that customers have added to these these particular Gator Pits based on their, 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 their designs, and from there you can add those options. There's, there's nothing that, for the most part, there's nothing that Gator Pit can't do. We are what I like to call a true custom designer barbecue pits, and, and that's a rarity nowadays because a lot of the guys are cookie-cutting right now. We're not doing that. We haven't gone that route, and, and I, don't, I don't intend on taking my company into a cookie-cutting business where – Here's what I got. Take it or leave it. I'm not doing that. We're still doing the custom, like you mentioned earlier, the handcrafted uh, welding, fabricating, where we're cutting letters and logos, the company names out of steel, and fabricating these these, these products into what our customers want for their unique need. And in each each of those 200 cookers that I have on order right now, there are no two alike. That's how custom we are. So what's a what's a lead time right now? If somebody calls you up tomorrow because they heard you on the show and they want to start putting a get uh, pit together. When could they see it out of the shop and ready to ship? Uh, everybody, everybody's listening. They're not going to believe me. They're gonna, if they do, they're going to fall down. We're a year out. 
One year? It will take you a year to get a good Holy right moly. Well, good for you. Yeah. I mean, bad for everybody else ready to order, but good for you. Oh, my goodness. I have, to give you an idea of what we're doing in production, <laughs> I, have, I have seven welders in my shop. We're working 10-hour days, six to seven days a week wow. minimum. We're, going, we're operating at least six days a week, 10-hour shifts. There's, I rotate the weekends between a group of welders or fabricators. That's how much production we've got going on. My shop is, for the most part, nonstop, seven days a week, 10 hours a day. Wow. And, we're, and you're going to run a year before you get one of our products. Craziness. Uh, GatorPit.net. Yeah, crazy in a good way, of course. Uh, it's so crazy in a good way. I, so let's say I get one, uh, and it, now it's on my patio. If you could, can you kind of break down a, you know, a seasoning process and then you know, maybe – for the the new people that might be looking to, to get in the offset, you know, building, starting a proper fire, and then being able to keep a offset pit at a certain temperature, because I think, you know, a lot of people would find once they get into it, that's probably going to be the most frustrating thing is, you know, trying to find that sweet spot and keeping it there for any length of time. Right. Anyone that orders one of my products, one of my Gator Pit smokers or grills, they're gonna be, you're going to get an owner's manual. It's about nine, ten pages long. There's cooking tips. There's care uh, tips. There's maintenance in there. Of course, you can always contact me. I'm at my office every day. You can always email me, and and I can assist you in anything you should do. And even when you get get your pit, if you want to if you want to talk to me on tuning the day you get it, just call my office. I'll be happy to walk you through it. But there is an owner's manual that you're going to get with all of my products. But when you get your Gator pit, you are going to want to season it. And that that in short, because we're we're you know short on time here, is cooking oil on the inside canola, vegetable, peanut, some type of cooking on the inside. You want to build a small fire. You want to work your way up the temperature. You want to leave your air take vents open. You want to leave your smokestack open. And you want to let a good, a lot of oxygen get in the firebox to give you a good, clean burning fire with some good seasoned wood and, and open that stack up so it draws that oxygen into that firebox so that you get a good, clean burning fire and let it smoke for a good six, seven, eight, ten hours. The longer the better. So if you pick it up on a Friday, go home, season it, the next day on Saturday morning, clean the ash out the firebox, build you a new fire, start cooking. Throw your meat on it and, and enjoy it. Uh, as far as the, the, the time management or fire management, <coughs> excuse me, my allergies are getting me today. But as far as the fire management, the way I've designed my cookers, again, guys, I've been doing this for over 20 years. In fact, I started building barbecue pits and designing when I was 14 years old. Right wow. now I'm 49 years old. I've been doing this a very long time, probably <laughs> longer than most people in the industry. Uh, I was doing this before it ever was ever even on TV or social media. So my designs are efficient smokers. In other words, you're not going to sit there like you have when you buy these retail Home Depot, and I'm not slashing these guys for whatever they're, they're selling, but the retail store bought pits uh, uh, and, and working your tail off, having a, you can't walk away from it. It's either hot or it's cold. There's no constant steady temperature. My pits are designed to run an even temperature, all right, a constant temperature, so long as you know how to manage the fire. It's all about the fire management in my cookers. So you learn how to manage a fire, then your cooking is so easy on my cookers. You're not going to put a stick of wood in there for an hour, hour and 30 minutes. Wow. It's gonna, I mean, that's, that's a long time for an offset, guys. Yeah. If y'all think, oh, well, that's, that, I'm going to be working my tail off. That's a long time for an offset. You can increase those burn times and give longevity before you have to put more wood in there by by upgrading your fireboxes. So you can go with a half-inch firebox. You can go with an insulated firebox. The insulated is the, is, is the Ferrari of fireboxes. It doesn't get any better than that. We do a 2,300-degree ceramic fiber 
in all the walls of, of the firebox, the door's a half-inch thick door. Oh. It doesn't get better than that. You can add gas to it. We can put gas <laughs> assist in our cookers. So there's a lot of things that you can do with us. That, that, uh, and, again, I'm not knocking anybody else out there, but we are true custom guys. I can't express how custom Gator Pit is. There's nothing that we can't do, and, and, and we're not cookie cutters. So, so, and that's why it takes long to get one of my cookers. I can't build a pit. It takes me four or five days just to build the, the, the least expensive cooker that I've designed. Wow. It takes almost a week just to build the one. So when you're looking at 200-plus orders on the books, that's why it takes so long to get one. So when you're looking at uh, pricing, and obviously when you get into customization, that's going to take it to a whole different level. But, you know, I guess if you could kind of give us an idea of, you know, maybe like a 36 or a 42-inch or 48-inch, you know, style, something that you would go into a Home Depot and see one of those, uh, like, char grillers. But people need to understand that one you see at Home Depot is $200. But what are we looking at for, you know, a comparable size, um, but, you know, the Cadillac uh, of that? type of a situation so that you mentioned you mentioned that Charles char griller or, or let's say new brothels or any of those that you do see in the walmarts and, and home yep. depot and lowe's and those other places those are typically about a 16 inch diameter maybe 18 on the on the large size and those are going to run two three hundred bucks you can find some at, at some of the other uh retailers that'll run you four or five hundred bucks you can go to bass pro and find somebody that'll run you eighteen hundred to two grand so when you look at a, at a custom cooker and, and you want one that's going to be efficient, and I'm not talking about just me, guys. I'm talking about other builders out there that do what I do. If you want to spend two grand on a barbecue pit, find somebody like me to do it. Don't buy it at a retail store and spend two grand. Find somebody who's in the industry of, of custom designing and building. So I'm not, I'm not pushing Gator Pit right here. I'm pushing other pit builders right here because we know what we're doing. And if you're going to spend that kind of money, buy it from somebody who's going to give you quality steel, new steel, they're going to have a design down that they know works. Because if they're in the industry, industry like I am, they got a design that's going to work, that's going to be more efficient, it's going to be better quality, and the pit's going to be uh, here 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now if you buy from those guys versus a retail store where you're talking about a pit that, I'm just going to say it, that's got 22-gauge rolled steel <laughs> made out of China, and they're building 300 of them a day. There's no comparison. There's none. So if, if you want a true quality cooker, then find somebody like me that, that, that is in the industry, that custom designs and builds cookers. Now I'm going to be biased here. You want the best? Contact Gator Pit because that's what we do. That's right, GatorPit.net. They make, uh, that's what some we the- do, contact Gator Pit. And you're going to deal with me. I own the company. I started this thing back in the early 90s. I've been doing this since I was 14 years old, a long, long time. I think there may be one other guy that's, that's been doing this as long as me, and I'll mention his name, David Close. Well, that's who everybody I was going to say. David. Yeah, everybody knows David. No doubt everybody about it. Everybody knows David. Legend, for sure. Uh, Rich, before I let you go tonight, and I appreciate the time, what's the most outrageous build that you've done in your time at Gator Pit? Uh, we've done some real – well, as far as big pits, we built what I call the Texas Legend. Uh, we built that back in early 2000. It's a 33-foot-long pit. It's nine-and-a-half feet tall. It weighs 12,000 pounds and it's eight feet wide. It cooks enough meat at one time to feed 2,000 people a day. It's a monster. It's all over the Internet. If you, if you Google Gator Pit Texas Legend, guys, all the, all the, all the people that are listening right now, it, it has been written up in magazines and articles and websites all over the world. So as far as the biggest cooker that got the most attention I've ever built, it would be that one. The second one would be the space shuttle uh, cooker that we built 
for Discovery Channel and Destination America. Well, we had a one-hour episode or show when they came and, 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 and interviewed us and, and shot a show, a one-hour show, uh, of, of us building that space shuttle pit. You'll, if you go to Discovery Channel, you'll see that pit. If you go to my website, you go anywhere on Gator Pit, just Google it, you'll find that space shuttle pit. It actually has a million uh, point five a million and a half BTU burners or thrusters that shoot out the back. <laughs> it is the biggest, baddest pit that I've seen. Wow. And it's only about 14 feet long, feet long, so I don't want to say the biggest. But, I mean, it, the, the paint job alone was almost six grand. Oof. Uh, uh, but it, the, the flames that come out the back were, were, are crazy. And we, we, debuted, we uh, debuted this thing over in, in, at the, uh, in Galveston at the Flight Museum down there uh, in front of a B-17 uh, uh, plane. And, and it was just it was so cool. Uh, I, can't, I can't even explain in words the feeling that I had when we walked out of the hangar with this, this Gator Pit space shuttle cooker. And it actually cooks. Believe it or not, we actually fired it up and cooked. It has a beer tap, a three-tap beer uh, tap in it where you can put three kegs to it. Oof. It, it's pretty, it's, I'm just going to say it's pretty badass. Yeah, no doubt about it. Rich Robin so is the... As as, uh... Yeah, as far as the coolest pit, I, I would think the space shuttle pit that we built for Discovery Channel was the coolest. Yeah, I would, uh, I would have to agree with that. Now, Rich Robin is the owner of Gator Pit. Again, the website... Gatorpit.net, if you are in the market for uh, especially a stick-burning pit, uh, go ahead and give uh, Rich a shout. Contact him through email. Call him on the phone. And obviously, as he said a number of times through this interview, he is the guy that you're going to be dealing with. So uh, check him out if you're going up that alley. Rich, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Greg, thank you. You got it. There he is, Rich Robin. Okay, so now, of course, I'm going to have to Google the... uh, uh, the spaceship cooker. Spaceship cooker. You are like me. You are trying to find ways to constantly take the barbecue and grilling game up a notch, right? What better or easier way to do that than visiting this website, butcherbbq.com? That's right. Hurry, head now. After you visit gatorpit.net, head on over to Butcher Barbecue. We all know Butcher's is well known for the veritable cornucopia of barbecue products out there right now at ButcherBBQ.com. The injections, the pork, the beef, the prime, the bird booster, the uh, open pit flavor for your pork, all great stuff. They are available for sale at ButcherBBQ.com. How about this? Grilling oils. Have you all tried the grilling oils? you haven't tried the grilling oils you are going to be in trouble you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't uh if you haven't tried the grilling oils bobby says hi by the way if you're using the parquet let me just say this. If you're using the parquet, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but if you're using parquet in competition, I defy you to not have better products than going to ButcherBBQ.com, buying the butter-flavored grilling oil, using it in place of that just for one competition. You tell me your ribs didn't get magically better by doing away with that blue bottle. Be the one in your clan that steps across the line and says, you know, I'm just not going to follow the general conformity of shenanigans and tomfoolery. Plus, it's shelf-stable. 
you don't have to have it always cold. You can just leave it out, use it all the time. You got the sweet barbecue sauce. You got the rubs, the uh, steak and brisket rub. Of course, my favorite rub, the honey rub. All available for sale right now at Butcher Barbecue's website, which is butcherbbq.com. Of course, if you have tried somebody else's injections and you found that they have failed, you have the trade-in link option as well, I believe. Is that right, Dave? Hit the trade-in link, ship and pack what you have back to Dave. and He'll weigh it and in return send you back some of his stuff, keeping not only his customers continually happy, but his competition's customers happy as well. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. That is confirmed, by the way, from David Bosco. Trade-in link still going up. So head on over. ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We are back with Andy Allen of Rooftop Barbecue right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Rich Robin for joining me this past segment. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills. That's right, manufacturer of some of the best pellet grills on the market today. If you are looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about, are you looking for something medium size? Yeah, they got you covered. How about something for tailgates? They got you covered there too, that's right. They can also supply you with pellets to fire that cooker as well. Check them out, greenmountaingrills.com. That's greenmountaingrills.com. I love mine. You could love yours, too, if you would just go to the website and grab it up. GreenMountainGrills.com. Thanks to Jason Baker and good folks over there. All right, my next guest is a West Coast pitmaster, currently ranked 54th overall in the KCBS for Team of the Year. Does quite a bit of travel as well. Let's head on over to the hotline and welcome back the pitmaster of Rooftop Barbecue, Andy Allen, joining me here on the show. Andy, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Did I lose your uh, camera feed there, buddy? Yeah, let me try it again. I was getting a bad connection there. Oh, hey, hey, there you go. Look at that guy. Yeah, you're the guy I see on Periscope. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about that directly. Um, I mean, you're uh, obviously, you, unless you're aging miraculously, I mean, you seem to be kind of a younger guy. We're probably, you know, around the same age. Uh, and technology is key everywhere important can't get away you know whatever you want to describe it as and you've really kind of embraced it and you've gotten this periscope i've mentioned it a two three ten times on the show here over the last number of weeks i see more and more people starting to get into it and basically uh, for the folks that don't know about it, it's an app you get it on your phone and all of a sudden you have your own kind of tv channel and you can stream whatever the hell it is you're doing and a lot of people might not have any idea and ask you why you're always holding your phone up and not saying anything but those the people that know what the hell they're doing know all about it what do you like about periscope what are you getting out of it i think it's going to be the new new wave coming in here um i mean just i just found out about it actually recently actually after you started talking about it and i started thinking about it we're going to be going to the royal the jack and the world food championships coming up here and what a you know, it's a great way to share that with everyone else. All the people that can't be there, we're gonna 
uh, live broadcast the award ceremony at the Jack so people could follow along. So uh, on top of that, we're doing little cooking demos with it. Kind of uh, the other night at a competition, I woke up at two a.m. to put the meat on. Kind of showed that process. So and there's people actually joining in at two a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I was watching. Or I was following you when you were in. Was it South Dakota? You finished yep. like fifth overall in yeah. So. Uh, you know, got to see you kind of driving out there and then got to see you set up. And I did, I was one of those guys that did not get up at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, but, uh, you know, got to see the whole award ceremony too. So, I mean, aside from burning through endless amounts of data, or maybe there's Wi-Fi, so you don't have to worry about it, which could be a potential issue for those people that are kind of, uh, you know, choked back on their data plan. But other than that, I mean, you have full access and it's kind of your, the way you're seeing things. So you can kind of put whatever spin you want on it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I have family, friends that want to see the award ceremony so we can share that with them. And I know there's a lot of teams that just want to know who wins. And instead of waiting for the KCBS results to come up, we show them live. So it's really cool. All right, Andy Allen is the pitmaster of Rooftop Barbecue. You can find him on the Facebooks at uh, Rooftop Barbecue. And uh, I guess, Andy, for the folks that might not be intimately familiar with you, a little background on you, you know, how you get into this whole barbecue scene and when did you start? Uh, I think we're about six years now. That we've been doing it. Um, started with just grabbing a grill out of our friend's backyard. They were moving. Didn't want to take it with them. They gave it to us. Uh, spent the next couple months kind of just learning it, how to cook. And then uh, there's a local competition here where we live. It was $300. So we had to find another teammate to split that $300 with. So <laughs> we just threw in 100 bucks and uh, actually walked away with some money that day. Uh, it was an IBCA competition. They had tri-tip, so we took... Uh, Third and tri-tip there. And then we used that money to pay the next entry fee, which was Mesquite, Nevada, really big one. Uh, and we took third in pork there and uh, people's choice. So after you get going there, you, you know, you can't stop. Are you still in a mode where you will run back and forth between sanctioning bodies or are you kind of firmly entrenched in KCBS? And if something isn't going on that weekend or the schedule's open, you might look to you know cheat on the wife a little bit. Well, we have, I think, maybe two IBCAs here in California. Uh, in January, we actually drove out to Texas to try our hand at IBCA there. So we'll do IBCA every once in a while. Um, I wanted to cook at FBA one of these days. Um, but we're doing probably 20 KCBS a year, so majority KCBS. Do you go out? I mean, 20 is kind of right on the edge of you know, pushing it towards a, a team of the year bid and kind of almost not. I mean, it's, you know, the guys that are making the run are probably doing it 35, 40 times, I guess, yeah. out of the year. So, I mean, you're, you're not almost there, but I mean, you're, you're not also not only doing, you know, five or six. So, I mean, you do, you do a decent amount at, at 20. Do you, do you ever think about the KCBS team of the year or things? Like, I mean, you know, yeah. you only have I to mean, do, win 10, right? Right now we're pushing to try to get in the top 25. That, that was our goal this year, the top 25. So to do that, I mean, you don't have to do the 40, whatever they're doing a year. So um, we probably have six more this year. Uh, I think we're 25th in chicken right now. So I'm going to try to keep that one up. Um, I might end up doing a competition next weekend to try to bump us up a little bit. But uh, top 25 is our goal. Uh, we set goals for ourselves each year, try to accomplish them. How do you come up with rooftop barbecue for a name? That's actually out of the Bible. We took that from uh, Acts. Um, 
Peter's up on the rooftop. Uh, he sees a sheet coming down from heaven full of all sorts of kind of meat. And uh, that's pretty much the time when they said it was okay to start eating pork for the Jewish uh, Christians there. So we got that rooftop barbecue. Well, a little, little more deep than the normal, you know, rub <laughs> one out or, you know, suck your butt yeah, we, barbecue. Yeah, yeah, we thought about it for a little bit. <laughs> uh, Andy Allen joining me here on the show, Pitmaster Rooftop Barbecue. When you started out, were you trying to build your own unique flavor profiles or did you kind of seek out classes to see what was winning and kind of get on that bandwagon? No, the first class I took was actually uh, last uh, last year. Wow. They put a class on out here. Um, no, we started off, you know, trying to create our own stuff and all that. And I recommend all the teams out there, if you're starting off, don't do that. You know, find out what's winning. Start there. Um, it could be a long process trying to dial it in yourself. Let me counterpoint that just for a second. <laughs> doesn't that, I mean, I get it, right? I mean, everybody tells you to do that. But doesn't that kind of take away the originality of it all? I mean, if you're in a lot with 50 other teams and there aren't cooking classes and you don't know what's winning, I mean, you kind of got to figure it out for yourself, which is counterproductive right now because it's so freaking expensive and I get it. But I guess in, a, in an omnipotent view, if you can remove yourself because you're a competitor, would you rather see a bunch of guys out there just kind of coming up with their own shit and seeing what's winning in the judges' tent instead of everybody using you know, uh, you know, this type of rub and this kind of sauce and trying to get as, as, much, as, as much vanilla as possible without offending anybody? Yeah, I mean... Everyone would like to see that. I don't like eating my own barbecue. I'd prefer for you know, some a little more savory, but you got to do what wins. So I, I, the way I think of it is barbecue is a road going down, and you just want to be on the very edge of it. You want to be the one changing it up a little bit enough to stand out, but you still got to be on that road. As far as cookers are concerned, what did you start out with? Uh, we built a 250-gallon offset. Uh, so that was our first project, uh, between our first competition, first competition, we just had, I think we had a charbroil, um, what pretty much whatever we could come across. Um, and then we kind of took it serious from there for our next competition. We built a big trailer smoker. Uh, so we spent the next nine months building that, uh, to get ready for mesquite and we finished it about a week before mesquite, uh, went. So are are you a, like a welder by trade or you just like to build stuff no, or what no i i laid out the design i kind of understand how the you know the airflow works and all that is a reverse flow but uh, we have a weld on our team uh by, by trade so he's the one that pretty much welded it all we helped where we could but uh, i gotta give him the credit keith henson so you've seen some success here over the years and uh, now you are uh, partnered up and and maybe you can explain it a little bit more intricately uh, with Green Mountain Grills. Are you like an employee for them? Or are you sponsored by them? What's the what's the deal with those guys? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, we started off sponsored by them. Um, we, we had that big smoker. It was fun, but you know, once you get past sessions a year, you kind of want your sleep. Yeah. So we uh, got in contact with Green Mountain Grills. They sent us a few grills to work on, and I kind of just developed a relationship from there. So. It's been about five, four or five years that we've been cooking on the Green Mountain Grills. And then uh, recently in December, um, I was leaving my old job, really wanted to get into full-time barbecue. So got a hold of Green Mountain Grills, and 
now I'm helping with their social media, uh, trying to do a little traveling for them, uh, get a face out there, meet with dealers, all that, that kind of stuff. In regards to the pellet cooker itself, like, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to talk well about it, <laughs> but I mean, like, what do you like about the Green Mountain Grill? What do you, what do you find benefit-wise out of it? Uh, consistency. I mean, whenever you talk to a pitmaster that's doing well, number one they, thing they say is consistency. So if I could press a button and get that same temperature every single time, know exactly where the hot spots are, where the cool spots are, never changes, you could just deliver a better product. Um, I think a lot of people rely too much on smoke. They think, you know, it's got to be billing out smoke, and we'll see that a lot of competitions. Uh, we went to Texas. There's a lot of big smoke coming out. But um, the Green Mountain Grill, you know, just perfect amount of smoke, light, thin, blue smoke. And uh, we actually took 10th in uh, Texas in brisket out of 100 and something teams. So it's proof there that you don't need the smoke. Yeah, you absolutely. That much. Got to do it right. Uh, Andy, as far as uh, trailer stuff is concerned, I know you recently as a team uh, got a, a nice competition trailer. Was that a, a nice bump up for you guys? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you, you saw the videos of me yeah. going around the country and. We were in the back of a truck, so we have another trailer, but it really wasn't worth towing anywhere. Um, no AC, no nothing in it, really. So, yeah, now we have AC, we got beds, hot water. Yeah, we got that from uh, ATC Trailers. They did a really good job. In regards to your flavor profiles right now, like what are you guys, what are you guys using and what do you see that's winning for you guys? Uh, we're part of the West Coast offense, so um, Big Papa Smokers and stuff, yep, right there. They are our sponsors. Steph was one of our first sponsors before he joined with Sterling. So he believed in us a long time ago. Uh, we really appreciate that. So we're sticking with them, and it's winning. Are I you mean, surprised? Look at the results. Yeah, I mean, are you surprised just on a, on a national scene how well that particular uh, production line is, has done in competition barbecue? Uh, not so much surprised, but it's pretty amazing. We see every weekend, I think, Sterling or Steph, one of them will – post the teams you know the west coast offense teams or elite teams that won that weekend and there's always at least the gcs are kind of just racking up with them so i mean it's a good combination Steph's stuff is awesome i know you've had it um just perfect blend perfect blend where are you guys going to be competing at next andy uh the royal oh so you're you're uh you're refining before the big day huh yeah so this <laughs> this month i mean i've been on the road for Two and a half weeks. Um, so then when we head to the Royal, we're actually going to be on the road for seven weeks. So oh. I'm taking September off. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Uh, Andy Allen is the pitmaster rooftop bar. Are you still making barbecue sauce? Uh, GMG is making it now. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, we uh, sold the recipe to them a while back. Jason uh, from Green Round Grills really loved it, so teamed up with him. You know, I was selling a few bottles a day, and I had to wake up, you know, before work, package up two bottles, get them to the mail. <laughs> uh, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, no doubt about it. It, it can be <laughs> so, a little grueling, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, they got the distribution for it. So Yeah, check them out on the Facebooks if you're uh, out there on social media. Rooftop Barbecue, and that's a B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, and it's uh, the pitmaster of the namesake. Andy Allen joining me here on the show. Andy, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. We'll see you around. You Have got a good show. There he is, Andy Allen. Rooftop Barbecue. Again, 54th overall in KCBS, so doing very well as uh, all things are considered. Looking to do about 25 places better, as he said during the interview, but 
Uh, here's a guy who I've actually kind of followed since he has been in the game six years. And I have been doing this show now almost eight years, I think, in February. You people realize it's freaking September? <laughs> Where's the year gone? By the way, now we're going to talk about Big Papa Smokers. The number one dealer of Mac pellet grills in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grill smokers, such as the Old Hickory ASBP Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers also made a name for itself recently by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs from flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending. Their rubs have won almost every major barbecue competition, including the 12 and 13 American Royal, the 12 and 14 Jack, the 13 Kingsford Challenge, the 14 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, and the 14 King of the Smoker. And don't think they can just be pigeonholed into competitive barbecue either. BPS rubs have become so well-known they've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, with nine of the BPS rubs, I'm sorry, with four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu. And amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs are proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on what competitive barbecue has begun to aim for flavor profile-wise. Big Papa's website also features an online meat locker with top-quality meats such as Snake River Farms, shipped right to your door from the American Kobe beef, the Caribou to Pork, the Double R Ranch meats. Big Papa's has something for everybody in that meat locker, and they're committed to bringing you the best new flavors on the market. That's why they're giving you Swamp Boy sauce, a fine swine sauce, Granny's barbecue sauce. These are the new kids on the block this season. Big Papa's also created the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that Big Papa's has been able to do all of this within only five years of being in the biz, turning the competition world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. All right, thanks again to... Andy Allen from Rooftop Barbecue for that interview. Very good. Glad uh, I'm getting some feedback there on the instant chat saying similar words. So congratulations to Andy on a successful interview. All right, we are back right after this to wrap up the first hour. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show. We'll be right back with more. Hang on. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show brought to you by CookinPellets.com. hey your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information. 
or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Just plug it in, cookingpellets.com. It's a beauty. All right, thanks again to Andy Allen for joining me this past segment. John Dawson weighing in on the newsletter. Got mine today, and it was in my inbox and not relegated to the spamness. Well, something has been fixed. And I don't want to sit here and take credit when credit is not due and all that other stuff. But if I'm not mistaken, John was having his newsletter kicked into his spam folder at not his behest. So now it's showing back up in the inbox. So that's good. Rich Robin giving me a quick thank you, saying he plugged me on all the social medias that they have. So, Rich, as always, the pleasure was mine. Gatorpit.net. And Rooftop Barbecue is on the Facebooks, if you want to check them out here while we get ready to roll over into the second hour. We have a lot of uh, good things to cover there. We'll get a little bit in-depth with the Sam's Club uh, local that took place this uh, past weekend. Also, we will do a live weekly barbecue roundup. We have two great interviews lined up in the second hour as well. Oh, my goodness. It's great to be back, folks. And as the great Tony Rizzo says... It's good to be alive. Because what's the alternative? Yeah, that's right, Austin Carr. You get that weak stuff out of here. All right. I'm going to refresh my water, and I'll be back. Look, I got it in my Rogue Cooker Yeti tumbler. See, it says Yeti. This thing keeps ice like crazy, by the way. Love it. All right. Uh, We're stepping away. We'll be back in about two minutes and one half. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Stick around. This is Rennie Knopf with ChampionshipBBQ.TV, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate 50 before wiener. Listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Who? Top men. Welcome back to the second hour. This is the Barbecue Central Show, folks. You found it. Congratulations. You've done it. Success befalls you for the excellence in barbecue. 
Where is that thing? Oh. Thought I had it. There it is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. Uh-oh. Where'd he go? Damn it. Aha, it is I, El Smokebo, in the EIB network. That's right, the excellence in barbecue and leader of the advanced barbecue studies at the El Smokebo Institute. For advanced barbecue studies. Oh, they've done a doozy here. They've done a doozy here, folks. You're not going to believe it. You are not going to believe it. The Democrats are crazy in the barbecue scene. They're crazy. Bringing this country to hell in a handbasket. Where's my Oxycontin? If you want to get in touch with the show tonight, you can do that. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com is the way to get in touch with me, should you see fit. Just lining up my last guest of the night here, making sure our Skypes are all on board. Uh, Don't forget, still to come on the show tonight is... At 10.14, the smoke pit, or the smoker's pit, or perhaps a name that we'll all think of a little bit later. And helping me close the show at 10.35, Tiffany Thompson, man great. Folks, the 2015 Sam's Club series rolled into Laurel, Maryland this past weekend. This was a local event that fed the top six teams into next weekend or this coming weekend's Richmond, Virginia regional final, September 5th, by the way. Those top six teams moving on, winning it. Old Virginia Smoke with a 673 and 6. Reserve Grand, only out of it by five tenths of a point. Rockin' Robin's Barbecue. Congratulations. Third place, Wolf's Revenge. Third, I'm sorry, fourth place, Three Eyes Barbecue. Fifth place, 270 Smokers. And rounding out the top six and making it to this coming weekend's regional final in Richmond, Fred Vegas Smokers. You're looking at about uh, 18 points or so between one and six, so fairly tight. As I've just mentioned, the next Sam's Club event will be this coming weekend, September 5th, in Richmond, Virginia. Again, this is a regional final, so those top 10 teams will move on to the Benton, Arkansas final coming, dare I say, next month. Where is the year gone? 2015 rapidly coming to a close. Oof. All right, let me... Uh, I'm going to use a different music this time. For the weekly barbecue roundup. It went so well the last time when I did it live. I did it live! That I figured, yeah, why not? Let's go ahead and do it again. So, 
without further ado, let's do it again. And if anybody can name this song, wait a second. Oh. That sounds really loud. Shysters. All right, stand by. I can't tell how loud that is with my IFB. So I got to go uh, old school radio DJ here uh, right quick. Let's try it again. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody can... Uh, if anybody can tell me the name of the movie that this song came from, you get a prize. All right. Uh, this week is covering August 28th and 29th. It's an all-KCBS roundup this week because Texas didn't report. Nothing's going on in the FBA except presidents stepping down amid controversy. Smoking on Oak in Boner Springs, Kansas. Winning it squeal like a pig barbecue with a 702.8. The fourth annual Death's Door Barbecue, Washington Island, Wisconsin. Winning it T-Max Smoking with a 698.6. New Holland, Summerfest, New Holland, Pennsylvania. Winning it 420Q. 70 teams there with a 682. Eighth annual Big Island Barbecue. Albert Lee, Minnesota, winning at Pigskin Barbecue with a 694.8. Best of the West Barbecue Fest in Sheridan, Wyoming. Grillin' Beavers takes it at 25 teams with a 691.4. Grill Games in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The American Dream Barbecue Team wins it with a 686.2. East Central State Barbecue Cookoff, Payola Roots Festival in Payola, Kansas. And maybe I'm not saying that right, but that's all right. I'm pretending like I do. Big Wigs Barbecue wins it with 65 teams with a 682.2. That Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour that I just mentioned in Laurel, Maryland. Old Virginia Smoke winning it with a 673.6. Ripstock 2, Ribs and Racing in Marnie, Michigan. Big Brothers Barbecue winning with a 675.9. Hoggin on Lanier, Gainesville, Georgia. This is a GBC qualifier. Sauce, the barbecue team wins it, 703.9. Wow. Smoking in the Valley, Pikeville, Tennessee. Winning it, smoke on this with a 702.2. Back to back to the Park Barbecue in Marshallton, Iowa. Big T's Q Crew winning it with a 692.5. Wild West Barbecue Shootout, Wendover, Nevada. Smokeaholics wins it, 49 teams with a 706.8. Wow. Raider Red Meats Barbecue and Ribeye Championship, Lubbock, Texas, winning at El Rey Smokers competition team. Couple events canceled. The Rag Fest in Den Haag, Zoid Holland. Ugh. Hamper and Tongs wins it with a 672.6. The Best Barbecue Chef competition in New London, Connecticut, winning at Smoke and Moe's Barbecue with a 680. So congratulations to all that heard their name called on this edition of the Weekly Barbecue Roundup. Now back to me. All right, now i got to make that crazy transition from one ear to the next. 
I think I might like doing the live barbecue roundup better than the pre-recorded barbecue roundup. That's up for debate. I don't know. I'm getting a little blue on the camera. That's crazy. So no guesses on that. Uh, no guesses on that song. Nobody knows that song. I mean, I know. As soon as I hear that, I know it. Right. Oh, cripes. Well, here is this update. IBCA, no cook-offs. Texas Gulf Coast, adapt and overcome barbecue cook-off. Winning it, we be smoking. Lone Star Barbecue Society was off, and uh, there was a non-sanctioned event as well. Thanks to Doug Scheiding for doing that. A song from The Price is Right. Oh, it's a movie. I said, what movie? John Dawson with a segment name idea. Barbecue Crossfire. It's kind of catchy. Is it? We know you won't take part in it. Sucker. There was a story on a man that was shot and killed for Waco, but I'm not going to get to that today. Maybe next week. As far as where I was uh, last week, it was actually work-related. I had to do a national sales competition for my particular ownership group, 22 dealers nationwide. And uh, a guy four months into it, going over the Model 579, I won my local event uh, like two months ago, on my regional event a month ago, and I went up to Minneapolis-St. Paul, walked in against three other competitors and summarily kicked them into submission and walked away with the whole damn thing. Three grand in prize winnings, two trophies. Suck it. That's right. All right, uh, the smoking pit, the smoking pit. It's not the reach, the walk-around contest. Oh, my God. The smoke pit coming up next. Fast Eddie's by Cookshack Pellet Grill is a smoker and a grill all in one. 100% stainless steel. Wood-burning pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat to 800 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. It features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. A pellet grill can grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cookshack has two models, the 1000 and the 500. The PG500 features a two-way swing lid, pellet drop, and utensil holder. The 1000 is a fully insulated double wall rolled hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. Both of them have many great features, including 784 square inches of cooking space. Easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, stainless steel cooking grates on the direct zone that produce killer-looking sear marks, nickel-plated grills on the indirect and top racks. How about a drip bucket? How about a pellet ash drawer? How about 100% stainless steel construction? How about a warming drawer? How about 40 pounds of free cook shack hickory pellets? And the best thing ever, a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's right, folks. Cook on it for as much as you want. As much as you want for 30 days. At the end of 30 days, if you go, I don't like it, well, then send it back and get your money back. Who else is doing that? Nobody else is doing that. Nobody's going to let you cook on their cooker for 30 days and then send it back. That's how confident they are in the PG500 and 1000. It's versatile. It adds the full flavor. 
When you cook with wood pellets, the fuel is consistent, the smoke more flavorful. You can visit their Cook Shack YouTube channel. You can go to pelletcooker.com. You can go to cookshack.com. Or you can call 800-423-0698 and order yours today. Quickly becoming one of the longest-running sponsors of the show now is Cook Shack. I'm actually looking to either get Stuart or Eddie on sooner than later to visit with them. Again, cookshack.com or pellet, uh, pelletcooker.com, uh, singular, pelletcooker.com. Visit their YouTube channel as well. i got to color this up a little bit better. There we go. All right, stick around for the Smoker's Pit. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I never put too much faith in the first offering, but this is how we keep the show live, local, and late-breaking. New stuff. Hold on, i got to fix this. All right, I saw the color jump. There we go, I saw the color jump. Stick around. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, folks. We are back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Man Great. Grill Iron Grill Grates, made right here in good old America. Restaurants and pros use cast iron for a reason, even heat, conduction, and retention. No hot spots, Mangrate's patent-pending design traps and evaporates oils, fats, resulting in reduced flare-ups and perfect sear marks each and every time. Use code BBQCEN, BBQSEN, for 25% off your purchase at mangrate.com. Do that. You know you love. You know you love the twenty-five percent off stuff. All right. I said it before. I say it again. In order to keep the show live, local, and late breaking, we, we, me, I make up stuff, and then when I make up stuff, I need other people to help me get my made-up stuff to fruition. And I have done it tonight. I have secured a dream team first panel. They were unavailable, so I asked these other guys to show up. Uh, Doug Shiding from Row Cookers, Chris Gro- uh, Chris Grove from Nibble Me This, and none other than Clint Cantwell from Smoke in the Eye, and I'm uh, amid other uh, competition. Doug, turn your camera on, you goof. You got a camera on there, Dougie? I should. Hit the, uh, the hover around the bottom, and you probably have a slash through your camera. Just turn it on. Okay. These were all things that we talked about earlier in the email communication. We're off to a great start, folks. All right, so here's the concept while Doug is trying to allow us to see his face. I'm going to go ahead and ask at random one of the panel members to give me a topic that they are ready to rant on or espouse about or just share some general information on. And then we will get to go through the other three, me included, and give our opinions, whether they are supportive or contradictory, it doesn't matter because we're all friends here. Or at least we'll act like it for now. And then maybe we'll reconvene again in 30 days and see what else we can come up with. Everybody on board with that? 
Let's do it. Yep. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chris Grove, we're going to start with you. You are nibblebethis.com, a great food blog, great live fire cooking blog. So if nobody has uh, visited there yet or if you're new to the show, please go ahead and check out his wanderings of a madman. And so we'll go to Chris. And what is your topic tonight, Chris? Uh, my topic is, uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. Uh, my topic is on uh, about the ancillary con- uh, categories for contests. Uh, I think the turn-ins have really gotten out of hand, and it just kind of gets on my nerves. Um, I mean, I understand it's not a sanctioned part of the event, but and I and I also get why you know they they may say, well, you don't have to turn everything in this turn-in box because okay, banana pudding's not going to fit good in a turn-in box. But, you know, when you see these big custom trays coming in with, you know, the garnish is a full bottle of red wine with six pieces of stemware, to me, that is over the top. Um, and it's, you know, you know, we sit here and you know, worry about one little piece of foil getting in a turn-in box with the meats, yet we're letting people turn in, you know, custom plates with shots of alcohol with them. And, um, you know, it's bad enough that these are already being judged by non-sanctioned judges a lot of times. But uh, and and you've got these. Some organizers are making them mandatory to you know, participate in the ancillary contest. Um, I would like to see if they're going to make it mandatory. It should you know come more in line with KCBS judging standards. So that's my beef. All right, Clint Cantwell of Smoking to Eye. Point or counterpoint? Uh, you know I agree to to some extent. I mean, it is an ancillary category though so you know you're not required to enter it but definitely i haven't seen people putting a bottle of wine and stemware on a tray i've judged the jack daniels uh twice i'm judging again this year and you see some ridiculous stuff rolling in there but if yeah if people are going as far as putting bottles of liquor on there i think that would be some sort of limitations placed on that the problem is there is no governing body for ancillary categories, so it's really up to the individual organizers to set standards. Doug, do you have any thoughts on ancillary over-the-topness? I agree that uh, for everything but Chef's Open, if it's Chef's Open, I think pretty much anything should go. Uh, But if it's dessert or fajitas or cabrito, whatever, pulled pork, yeah, then anything in the box should be edible, I guess including parsley for you. All right, so let me weigh in on this. Um, I think if it is a mandated portion, Chris said something in his uh, opening about if it's mandated, then that ancillary category should be bound to the same type of uh, turn-in box that the other four KCBS meat categories are going to be turned in on. So I agree with that. I think that absolutely, if if it's going to be something if you're going to make well a i guess it seems contradictory ancillary means i shouldn't have to take part in it so i guess they would have to then term it a mandatory category as well and is that also now going to count towards points to the overall or is that still going to be held aside because unless i'm completely mistaken any ancillary category isn't going to give you points towards an overall competition regardless of sanctioning body that you're in so if you're going to require people if you're going to come to my contest you got to cook the ancillary contest which is now mandatory which is contradictory then uh you have to sub, you have to um conform to the turn in boxes but if you don't 
if it's still just going to be open, man, turn in six bottles of vodka for crying out loud. I mean, what's the if who cares? I mean, go as over the top as you want. I mean, I certainly understand from a judge's aspect that it can get like a little crazy. But if I'm I want rose tulips out of radishes. Uh, I'll put AstroTurf down on the tray. It's bottles Make of booze all over. Tray. Yes, I mean, just go absolutely nuts because if, if you're trying to hide your bad-tasting food that much, something is afoot. That's all I have to say about that. All right, uh, Doug, since you're up, go ahead and uh, share your take here, and then we'll go around the panel. Yeah, I, I think Texas uh, needs to change the scoring system. Uh, to stop so that we're stop judging cold barbecue for large events and if you're familiar with texas uh scoring the uh you know you might have three four rounds of 20 minutes a piece and an hour and a half later you're turning in your next entry and uh the the final table is going on and so they're judging your your meat an hour and a half two hours later in the larger events so i think this is a detracts from having new competitors come in New teams come into the – because they, they really don't know that, that your barbecue has to taste good both hot and cold. And uh, if uh, – in addition, I also think that with Texas only calling the top 10, I think that also is a detractor for new teams entering into the market. And quite frankly, if I lived out of state, I'm not sure I would go and cook in an IBCA uh, and or Texas uh, – excuse me, Lone Star because uh, Texas Gulf Coast is – just started the Georgia Best system, but because uh, uh, if you finish 11th or in a large <laughs> contest 16th, you have no idea how you did and how you stack up with against the rest of the bunch. You don't get any feedback after the fact from from below. Like if you finish 70, it's just top 10 and that's it. It's just top 10. So wow. if if the contest is sometimes if it's over 100, they'll call top 15. So if you finish 16th or you finish 99th or 149th. You have no clue. Wow, that's crazy. Chris, reaction on that? Well, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be wanting to compete if I couldn't get feedback. <laughs> I love the KCBS stuff where, you you know, that's that's the first thing you do is run for that uh, rep to get your score sheets to see, you know, where you fell. Even in the you know even if you got calls, you still want to see the other stuff and uh, see how you got your ass handed to you on dessert because you didn't turn in a <laughs> bottle of wine. No, seriously, though, it's, uh, I totally agree. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Clint, as a competitor and a judge, I mean, you want to see where you finish, right? Oh, 100%. That shocks me that they don't get score sheets or anything to allow you to to see what your presentation scores were, taste, tenderness. I don't know what they judge on down there in Texas, but just going off KCBS. It's only one one score. Which yeah, is yeah you you just get one yeah <laughs> yeah unfortunately for some of us we're uh, we're at a disadvantage but uh, no you get, uh, when they judge they the judge only gives you one score so it's on aroma taste and uh, and appearance hmm and then the top let's say the top half from each each round moves on to the next round so you'll have you know ten from one table go on. So if you have, you know, let's say if you have 100, 100 teams, you might have five tables the first round, and then they'll whittle that down from 100 to 50 in the second round, and then they'll, they'll whittle that down to probably 20 or 25 for the final table. So that'd be three rounds for a, a contest of 100. It's all one turn-in box 
it's yes, just it's all cool. one turn in box. And it wow. looks butchered by the time it gets gets to the third <laughs> or fourth round. Not to mention that it's cold. Yeah. As a, no, as, a KCBS, uh, as a KCBS guy, I would hate to enter a uh, setup like that. That would be a barrier to me to I wouldn't want to join. So, Doug, are you in a situation? I mean, obviously, you're a, a very successful Texas cook and won a lot of competitions out there. Are, are you in a position where initially it's starting off, I want to say hot, because I don't know if any barbecue is actually judged hot, but is it lukewarm and then it just works its way back to cold? Exactly. Wow. Yeah, you try to keep it. And in fact, in the turn in window, you've got, you know, the 10, 10 plus, 10 minus. I, I like to turn it in five minutes before. Uh, you know, before the turn-in ends. I think if, uh, you know, Texas has a lot of different sanctioning bodies within the state. Obviously, geographically, Texas is large. Um, I would like to, just as a, a guy who likes to make sure everybody's getting along, I would like to see Texas get together and unify into one sanctioning body. I mean, it's big enough. Texas has always talked long and hard about how we're going to secede from the union. Well, bullshit you are. Nobody's Next nutted year. up and actually done it yet. But why not make the first step to seceding from the union by unifying the sanctioning bodies of Texas barbecue competitions, putting a scoring system together, and then addressing some of the issues uh, that Doug has talked about. I mean, I'm not a competitor. And I've made no bones about it. But if I was going to choose one, I, I mean, I know just from experience talking with these pit masters that a lot of these guys make sure that their flavor profiles are right around lukewarm to cool because that's what they think the judges are going to be tasting, and that's how they work their flavor profiles. So I would kind of hedge for that. But maybe not everybody has the same knowledge or insight that i'm getting because i'm doing the show and and they aren't or they don't read clinton chris and they don't know doug but uh you know i think it's important to to know that up front uh, but more importantly to, to be in kind of a a unified sanctioning body um instead of having all these different factions that are going on inside of texas do you see that ever happening doug at some point not based on the history. Um, uh, I think if, if there's enough of a groundswell with regarding the scoring system and now with one of the, the sanctioning bodies, Texas Gulf Coast, actually switching to the Georgia best, then uh, perhaps that, that might gain some, some uh, popularity behind it, but not right now. Too, too, too much politics. All right. Uh, we'll move to Clint. Cantwell from Smoke into Eye and Grillocracy and all that other good stuff. Uh, what are you burning on tonight, my friend? I am burning on the oversaturation of the barbecue cookbook market. No offense to Chris Grove. <laughs> finally, somebody's saying, finally, somebody's talking about this. Roll with it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I get a boatload of these barbecue cookbooks. I don't know if you can see part of my bookshelf yeah. behind me, but I could pick a recipe and probably pull some version of that same exact dish out of 70% of these cookbooks. I mean, there's only so many ways to do a brisket, so many ways to do a pork butt. And, you know, it, it seems like we've reached the point where everybody and their sister is writing a, a barbecue cookbook. There's a a faux barbecue blogger out there that rhymes with grilling with rich who is supposedly <laughs> working on a for next summer. 
the guy can't even write a recipe and he's he's doing a cookbook. So, I mean, Fonzie, get on your motorcycle. It's time to jump the shark and put an end to all these these damn cookbooks. Uh, Chris Grove is somebody who is, uh, you know, a cookbook writer guy. Uh, thoughts on that or what? Well, I mean, you know, he's not wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, they, you know, there is a lot of similarity. Uh, that's why when I did mine, I actually went by technique instead of, uh, you know, trying to do actual recipes. And uh, believe it or not, actually, Clint and I were in negotiation with the uh, publisher to do another book, and they wanted it to be solely on barbecue. And he and I said, "There's, we turned them down." Uh, we said, "There's, it's just, it's been done too many times, and we don't want to do, you know." try to sit there and come up with a ridiculous brisket just because it needed to be something different. So, I I mean, you know, if, if you're not a big name like, uh, you know, Aaron Franklin or something, I honestly, I haven't looked at a new cookbook in three or four years without something like that attached to it. I thought yeah, you were going to say he... I thought you were going to say... one of my favorites on Grillocracy because they're books that I go back to on a consistent basis, like Bon Appetit's Grilling Cookbook is... Excellent, and Adam Perry Lang's cookbook, uh, Serious Barbecue, or whatever the hell it's called. You know, there's some books out there that that really do it right and show techniques that that other people aren't talking about. Adam Perry Lang's board sauce and and things like that. But again, for the most part, it's slap somebody else's name on the same exact cookbook. Doug, thoughts on uh, the cookbook stuff? This is coming from the guy who doesn't read books, but I'll take as much barbecue porn as possible. I think that that uh, reading other people's perspective on barbecue is uh, very educational, and that's about the only type of barbecue uh, book I read is are barbecue books. All right, so, so bring them on. I'm going to side with the other two guys and say enough is enough. Um, even even if it's a big name, uh, I think. Aaron Franklin uh, doesn't really have uh, much more room to go in a barbecue-saturated cookbook situation. Not only uh, cookbooks, mind you, but I would go so far to say as sauces and rubs as well. I mean, there's 50,000 rubs and sauces on Giant Eagle, which is my main supermarket here in the Cleveland area. It's 10 times more than it was even four years ago. And so for somebody to jump into a cookbook or a rub and a sauce thing right now, you got to have something that is just going – you either got to have a huge effing name or you got to have something that is so good it's going to knock your socks off and everybody's going to buy it by the truckload. So uh, I agree with Clint on that one. All right, mine quickly as we're uh, running out of time, uh, amazingly enough. Let me just remind folks – that you're out there and you're taking pictures, which Doug appreciates of your porno, but if it's in a crock pot and it's got barbecue sauce on it, that doesn't mean it's barbecue, douchebag. Slow cooking your pork butt in a crock pot or your ribs that you are sectioning off singularly from the bone to drop in there and douse it with your open pit or craft horse crap is not barbecue. And I'm not going to get into the back and forth of what is barbecue classified as like I did with Meathead five and six years ago because I've come around to his way of thinking to a certain degree. But there is a point when you are not allowed to use the word barbecue or the word grilling, and certainly that fits the bill. Doug, what do you think? Well, I think uh, 
you're you're crushing my hopes that uh, the McRib barbecue sandwich is, <laughs> is going to be a mainstay in my house. But uh, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. So uh, barbecue is really an open, you know, open fire pit. And uh, just because you put some little bit of sauce on it doesn't make a, a barbecue burger. Clint? Oh, I agree 100%. Uh, liquid smoke does not hide all sins, and it needs to be banned worldwide. That that might actually create new sins if you're using liquid smoke. Chris Grove, what do you think? Yeah, the, the only thing I would add is when it comes to fast food, I'd rather them see them just put barbecue sauce on a you know, piece of chicken and call it barbecue than the crap they're calling pulled pork these days. So <laughs> other than that, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chris, your website, real quick, before we... www.nibblemethis.com. Uh, Nibblemethis.com. All right, Clint, your website? Grillocracy.com, home of the bacon bun hot dog. Bacon bun hot dog. Uh, Doug, any websites you're looking to give out tonight here? No website. Uh, Facebook is Rogue Barbecue Cookers. Rogue Barbecue Cookers. And uh, by the way, if you're if you're really lucky, oh, you, can, yeah. you might get one of those bastards. All right, boys. Uh, Doug, Clint, and Chris, appreciate the time tonight. And uh, let's do Thank it again you. next month. Thank you. All I right. appreciate it. There they are. Oh, my goodness. We got through it, ladies and gentlemen. That was kind of entertaining, maybe. Like how I saved myself? That was kind of entertaining, maybe. Tiffany Thompson coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly about Suckle Busters. That's right. Sucklebusters.com is the website if you want to check it out. Preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places, two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. New from Suckle Busters, the Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce based on Suckle Busters' award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce. This is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. It's super sweet, not spicy, super red, and they use a special American paprika for bright red color. Brush it on the last five to ten minutes of cooking. It leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat and an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your barbecue competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue store or online at sucklebusters.com. If you want a free bottle, if you want a free bottle, email me right now and put the kangaroo pit. The kangaroo pit. You can win a bottle of the Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze. 972-393-9509. Sales at SuckleBusters.com or SuckleBusters.com. Thanks, Dan Arnold. And again, I got two gallons of that uh, spicy peach sauce that I'm very excited about. You might want to try that as well. All right, we're back with Man Great. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central show is being brought to you by iGrill, makers of the most advanced Bluetooth grilling thermometers out there in the industry today. Monitor the temperature of whatever you're grilling from up to 150 feet away using the iOS or Android device. That's right. Use 
code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase at iDevicesInc.com. Grill with precision with your iGrill. Love iGrill. All right, folks, my last guest tonight is one of the newest sponsors of the show, which I appreciate. You know, sometimes grill grace that come with your low-priced grill suck, especially the cheap-made ones. They just don't cut it. So what are your options? What if I told you that there are raw cast-iron grates out there on the market right now that will sit on top of your current grates and cook a much more enjoyable experience for you? Interested? Of course you are. I'm talking about it. Let's go ahead and head to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, Tiffany Thompson. Tiffany, how are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Tiffany. Appreciate you making time tonight. And obviously, we're going to be talking about man great. Uh, before we get into that, I guess you know a little uh, little background on you and kind of how you got mixed up with man great. Oh, you know, uh, well, actually, uh, man great was uh, a fruition of my uncle. Uh, he owned a house about twenty five years ago in the Northern Virginia region, and uh, went on to found a computer company, but he, when he sold his steakhouse, he took those solid cast iron grill grates that he had with the steakhouse with him. And when we were growing up, we didn't have the regular gas grill you get at the, at the, uh, at the Lowe's or the hardware store. We always made our own brick barbecue grills and had the cast iron grates on top of it. So that's what I do. And um, when he, a few years ago, he decided to take that cast, take that mold, and uh, break it down to a size that the private citizen could use. And, you know, that's how we came up with the man grade. It's a commercial and grate they use in steakhouses that you can now use in your own personal barbecue grill. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family affair kind of a thing, huh? Oh, quite, quite a bit, yes, yeah. All right, so w- was there a lot of genesis and, and revisions and prototyping before you have something you feel comfortable going out to market or were you pretty confident? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, originally the man grate was, uh, now it is an eight pound grate and it's 15 inches long, four and a quarter inches wide, an inch and a half tall, which, you know, if you, if you buy a barbecue, a barbecue grill and you have a grate that on your grill, uh, that's something to because it, it's quite an expensive thing to ship to to do in the in the line of whatever or whatever that is. Um, but you know, we we had this giant grate when we started with that you would use on a commercial, uh, maybe a grill you see at Chipotle or something like that. And he just kind of whittled it down to something that he thought the normal backyard consumer could use, and that's how we ended up with the man grate. But at the end of the day, we all loved cast iron. Not, not the cast iron that you see with the porcelain coating on it or anything like that. A raw cast iron grade. I think that's uh, what he was really trying to get. Hey, uh, Tiffany, do you do you have a, a cell phone handy by chance? I do, yeah. yeah. Can I give you a number to call in? Because I'm getting a little chop here. I want to make sure we get all the good stuff. Oh, yeah, not a problem. All right. It is uh, 216 Hold on one second. Let me get rid of my... Yep. Okay. 216-220-0966. Uh-huh. 216-220-2 what? 0966. All right. Yeah, give me, give me a call right there. We'll get you right back up. 
All right, thanks. Right. Yeah, the uh, it's it's wireless internet connection is what it is. Not everybody still has the uh, the wired like I got. Tiffany. Yes, sir. Yeah, much better. Thank you. Better? Okay. I All was right. wondering how it's gonna how it's gonna go because God knows how many kids are trying to suction off my internet with yeah, these kids. Yeah, I know how that goes. Uh, the wireless. It's yeah, great until yeah. it doesn't work great, and then it's not so great. Um, so you know, good history on uh, man grade and and the, and the genesis of it all. So. When do you decide to, like, take it to? You know, we decided, uh, well, you know, we decided in 2008. My uncle had this passion for grilling, um, you know, and I, I have to say I was a bit intimidated. I would listen to your show, you know, about an hour before we got on the phone together. And, you know, these people really, really are passionate, really know what they're doing. But my uncle, we, you know, we really had a passion for just grilling in the backyard and, that is who we're, you know, that's our clientele. That's who we're after is the backyard griller who enjoys not cooking in the kitchen per se, but enjoys cooking in the backyard. And that's who he was after. And that's what we've always done is, um, you know, our product is, is not complex. It's a raw cast iron grate and uh, you can set it up over gas, uh, charcoal, whatever it may be. Um, so that's really where he took it is we, we never had some complex grilling operation. We just really decided cast iron is a fantastic way to grill, and that's what we're going to do. And he took it in 2008 to a um, a place in Ohio that could could make the cast and could do the pouring. And from there, we've we we started our business. Is is there a lot of time? And I'm only asking because I have no idea. Is there a lot of time going through and, and picking? The, the iron or is that something that the the manufacturer makes suggestions on and i would imagine there's you know varying price points in that regard um you know with cast he decided to go with raw cast iron because when he heard a lot of a, a lot of indecision when it came to anything that was coated when you're dealing with raw cast iron yeah you know you do need to know what you're doing you do you need to know how to take care of that that piece of uh, a piece of cookery. Uh, it doesn't have a porcelain coating. It doesn't have any kind of enamel on it. And the reason he did that was if if you do have that kind of coating on it and it chips, that's going to completely be eaten away. You're not you're not able to reseason. And the wonderful thing about cast iron is you can always reseason it. And I'm sure that you're you know you've heard it a thousand times. If your audience has ever dealt with cast iron, the first experience they had was with a cast iron pan. And whether it be 75 years old or whether it be a lodge pan they got a couple of years ago, if it rusts, you can always reseason it. And that's what he wanted is something that lasts generation to generation. Um, and that's why we decided to go with a raw cast iron. Um, now, you know, of course, cast iron, they, uh, there are different makes you can do with it. There are different kind of alloys you can put in it. But, you know, we decided to go with a, a raw cast iron. We found a plant in Ohio we always decided to go with 100% American-made product, and uh, we were really happy with our with our uh, with our manufacturer. All right. So, as far as man grates are concerned, if you could uh, go back over the spec, and then you know how you would go about figuring out how many you want to put on your respective grill. Sure. Um, so, man grate. Each man grate, it's a standard size. It's 15 inches long and four and a half or four and a quarter inches wide. And the most important thing is to make sure you can close your grill. So whether you have gas or whether you have whether you use charcoal, 
Uh, you want to make sure that the grate, once you put it down, you can close your grill. Um, so you know, take the take the measurements of your grill and decide how many grates you can put across it. Um, you know, it's a like I said, it's a fairly simple product. Uh, we are coming out with a round grate because I know that some people have a kettle grill or, or that, and they want to be able to have a have a round cast iron grate. So, you know, if you are interested in this product, look for it in the future to have a, a rounded element to it. Um, but it's a it, it's a fairly straightforward, simple product. Tiffany Thompson joining me here on the show. We're talking about Mangrate, the website Mangrate. Dot com if you want to check it out here or potentially purchase while we're talking. Um, let me ask you specifically, because there's really not a lot of competition in this uh, particular arena, which is uh, kind of amazing because it seems like it, when it relates to barbecue, it's all there is is competition. There's rubs and sauces and grills and blah, blah, blah. But as far as grates, man, you know, not so much as far as aftermarket is concerned. So when you look at the aftermarket grill grate section, you have man grate. And then you have another company called Grill Great. How do you mm-hmm. how do you go about you know differentiating yourself? Obviously, there's the biggie ones, aluminum ones, uh, ones raw. Yeah, which is you know, yours, but. it's a if you know anything about about uh, the metal and the cooking process, um, Grill Grates is an anodized aluminum product. It's a lightweight product, yes, but uh, you also have to look at the construct of the product. You know, where do you find your, the construct of the product, where do you find your alleviation for, let's say you pick, you're cooking a big fatty ribeye and you're cooking it on anodized aluminum, which once you get it over about 500 degrees, it's, it, it tends to uh, turn white hot and there's not a place with the design of the grill grates for the fat to go. So you, you let, it goes to flaring up um, when, when you have uh, our grill, our, our grates, our design, we have a real design, a triangulated real design. So that fat is allowed to go down into the grill, but, you know, we don't get a, a big flare-up. And I, I think, Greg, did we send you a pair of grates? Did you try them Yes, out? yep, they're actually on my uh, grill right now. Have you tried grill grates? Yes, I have. And uh, so a couple things that I've noticed is, A, you know, it does for the people that are going to yeah, be cooking on it. You, you know, you want to you want to uh, preheat the grill a little bit uh, sooner than you would normally because as you said you do, I mean, these you things like go, yeah. Yeah, they weigh a lot, so you want to make sure that they're nice. But you know, it's like anything; once they're hot, you know, the heat's there and, and they're easy. But the, it's it's a nice even surface. And mm-hmm. the, my grill's old. I mean, I, I cook on it all the time, and it's old, and it's got a lot of hot spots. So this seems to have evened out the hot spots quite a bit. And uh, the the thing that I like the most is the flare-ups have seemed to almost gone away uh, 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, you're dealing with an even heating surface with, with the cast iron grate. Um, with grill grates, it's a thinner product, it's a lightweight product. I don't know how durable it is. Um, I would say at higher heat, grill grates may not be as durable as a cast iron product, my experience. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for something that you can really abuse in a way, then I would say go with, go with, uh, go with a cast iron product. And that's definitely what we are. We're hundred percent raw cast iron. Uh, we allow room for those fats to drip off, but instead of creating flare up, uh, it kind of dissipates with what we call our patented uh, grill rails, our smoke rails. And that, that those fats and those oils hit the, the highly heated, uh, 
rails and kind of, you know, turn into a flavorizing capability there. So, you know, um, you know, it's it's preference. Everybody everybody has a preference what they would they want to cook on. Uh, cast iron people that cook in cast iron, I feel like are fans for life. So, you know. Tiffany Thompson joining That's- me here on the show from Man Great. Uh, as far as care is concerned, uh, I imagine because it is yeah. uh, raw cast iron, how you season and then how do you maintain it ongoing so you don't run into the rust monster? Yeah, that, that's probably one of the, the number one questions we get is seasoning. And cast iron, again, it's a raw cast iron product. There is no enamel coating on it. There's no porcelain coating on our product. And we don't do that because if you do have a kind of coating on a product that chips, you're never going to be able to reseason that product. And you're never going to be able to um, get away from rust. It's always going to rust. So we have 100% raw cast iron. And what I recommend and what I've done the research on is cottonseed oil. Uh, you know, it has a relatively high smoke point. Smoke point is about 420. And once it gets up to that smoke point, it really creates quite a, a hard surface to um, to to alleviate or to create a hard surface. It um, it creates a, a non-stick surface, a, a surface that won't rust. And the, the secret to cast iron is just keeping it oiled, keeping it coated, keeping it uh, in use. And if you don't, if you have your grapes on a grill and it's perhaps uh, you live in the north or you live in a part of the country where you're not going to be grilling for a while, take those grapes off your grill, take your grill and put it in an area where it's protected because it's, it's going to get abused by the weather. So that's really the secret is keeping moisture away from it. Uh, the other thing that I liked about Mangrate when I got it is it, it did come, or, or you at least do offer its own kind of uh, made-to-go hand-in-hand uh, grilling cleaner with that big brush. Yeah, we do. We have a we have a pretty substantial uh, solid pine block brush that has the stainless steel bristle, bristles. Um, and again, you know, it gets right between those rails. It cleans out all the all the gunk you get from cooking those beautiful ribeyes. And we, you know, we don't, I, I think that if you leave a little bit of gunk on the grill, it's not such a bad thing. Uh, again, cast iron is a porous metal. You want to make sure those fats get in there. But you, always, you also want to make sure your grill's clean. So the is brush is a heavy-duty pine block, long stainless steel brush. And uh, I, don't, I don't think that you'll ever find a brush like ours, that's for sure. Is, is that also made in America, like the, the grade itself? Everything about our company is 100% made in America. Our grapes are cast in Ohio. Our brush is made in, uh, the block is made in New England, and the bristles are injected in Wisconsin and sent wow. to us in uh, Manassas, Virginia. So, yes, everything about our country, our company is 100% man-made. Spreading it all around uh, the country. U.S. made. Good for you, spreading it all over the country there. Um, you know, when I originally agreed to this, I thought, oh, this will be 1035 in the morning. Oh, how easy. 1035 at night, a little more tired. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. I got to tell you, kids have gone to school for the second day, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, God, I didn't realize I'd just stay up till 1035 and talk about grades. Yes. But, uh, that's so, okay, Craig. So what you're saying is you don't want to be my new co-host. 
<laughs> I see. I can take if a hint. You, if you turn to more of a, a morning hour, perhaps, <laughs> I, when you said 1035, I thought, oh, no problem. I'll be like uh, bright and chipper at 1035 in the morning. Great. Yeah, well, we, we uh, need I, to see you at your true self at 1035 at night. You're, you're correct. You are very <laughs> correct. But, you know, um, we're a small company and uh, we love what we do. And the funny thing is so many people think, oh, man, Greg, it must be such a macho masculine company. And, eh, you know, we're all run by women. Uh, I manage the whole, comp- I manage the whole fulfillment management, customer service line of it. Uh, my colleague, Julie, she does all the marketing. And then actually one of the co-owners is uh, Evan McConnell's wife, Peggy McConnell. And oh. she does all of the brainstorming and creative marketing. So, you know, I know it has kind of a masculine tinge towards it, but uh, Mangroves is kind of a kind of a feminine company. Well, so I've done quite well in the in the world of uh, in the world of grilling. I think, especially in the world of uh, barbecue and grilling, uh, over the last handful of years, it has become uh, proliferated with women that are top notch uh, competitors and business people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it fits right in absolutely. And also, Mangrate is offering. A twenty percent, a twenty five percent off your purchase if you use code BBQCEN, BBQSEN. You can get twenty five percent off your purchase at mangrate.com. So uh, go ahead and take full advantage of that. Uh, Tiffany, aside from the the round product that you're going to be offering, are you looking into you know being able to to offer a, a retrofit size or like a at some point? You know, I would love, I, we would love to absolutely do that. Um, the unfortunate thing is, you know, when you have a product that's eight pounds, five or 15 inches long, four and a quarter inches wide, it's really hard to custom set that product to somebody's grill. I'm not saying we can't do it, um, but at a price that may be friendly to the consumer, I don't know. Um, but we are going to be offering a awesome line of, like I was talking about, cottonseed oil, um, we're looking into a bunch of great producers of barbecue and sauce or barbecue and rubs in the Virginia area where we're from. And like, you know, your uh, previous guest was saying you can try a thousand different sauces and a thousand different rubs. And how do you know if you're getting a good product? Well, yeah. you know, we have trialed and tested and trialed and tested, and we will only accept the best on our website. So I hope that your listeners We'll come to our website and experience what we have to offer. We're going to be offering great Christmas gifts and always Father's Day gifts. So um, I hope that they that they uh, they follow our product and see the evolution of what we're going to do. It's Tiffany Thompson from Mangrate. The website again, mangrate.com. And don't forget to take advantage of that special while it's still going on. Twenty five percent off when you use BBQCEN at mangrate.com. Tiffany, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much, Greg. You take care. You take got care. Good night. There she is, Tiffany Thompson, re- ready to go to bed. Uh-oh. I thought it was 1035 in the morning. Uh, the show's never been 1035 in the morning, ever. I don't think uh, my bosses of the day job would appreciate my 10th. <laughs> Simple mistake. Right. Even at 1035 at night. I know, it gets long all day too and then i gotta come here and put on the 9 to 11 face folks let me talk to you about the longest running show located in warminster pennsylvania the barbecue guru gang if you've been thinking about automatic control devices then stop here this is the company that started it all they are the creators of this technology why are you gonna buy from any other company i don't know 
If you're not familiar with how they work, imagine a product that once set keeps your pit temperature running at that temperature all the way through the cook. If you're a busy working professional, if you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands, if you don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures, let the guru do that for you. Throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs. You're off to do whatever it is you need to get done, and the guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. Currently, four different models to choose from, so you know there's going to be one that fits your budget. How about the CyberQ Wi-Fi? A lot of people love that. A lot of people love it. How about the Party Q at $149? Easiest point of entry into the world of automatic pit temperature control devices. The Onyx Oven? Still there? There might be something new coming out. We might be talking to Bob Trudnack about that next week. We'll see. Here's what I'm asking. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU, 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back right after this. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, uh, we got to do it really fast here. By the way, uh, Tom won the sauce. Tom, I'll be in touch with you shortly. Uh, All the way back in the first hour... We talked with Rich Robin from Gator Pit, GatorPit.net. Also, we talked with Andy Allen from Rooftop Barbecue. Second hour, we talked with uh, Doug Scheiding, Clint Cantwell, and Chris Grove, the Kangaroo Pit Court. And we ended the show with Tiffany Thompson, Man Great. So thanks to all of them. Uh, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget Hey, Matt, thanks for noticing the new mic setup. Uh, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.